Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a September 25th. It is Media Day edition, but it's also another thing that we must wrap up and put a bow on. It's a mellow post-mortem edition the dream is dead corbin smith is here with me uh we were we were driving this thing for months, driving this truck for, all the way to hell for months and and here we are at the end mellow in oklahoma city and and training camp starts tomorrow media day was today and and mellow is in oklahoma city and it's just not where you know it's not where he was I in our hearts. It to be. It's not where he was in our hearts. Few things. First, I said a few things during the Mellow to Portland madness that perhaps I need to take a step back from. For instance, I may have said on Twitter.com that I not only hoped that Carmelo would wear the number seven but that I hoped that his career with the Blazers would wipe Brandon Roy's from the record books altogether and render him having never played for the Blazers in the first place. In retrospect, perhaps this was insensitive. Two, I am disappointed in Carlo Melo Anthony's decision to not open up his no trade clause to come to the Portland Trailblazers. Some people have said disgusted, and certainly I would agree with them. It disgusts me that a human being would say to themselves, would I rather play in Portland, Oregon, or Oklahoma City, Oklahoma? Not to be confused with the other Oklahoma City. Yeah, Oklahoma City, Kansas. Does it disgust me to know that Carmelo Anthony would do this to us? Certainly. Does it make me disappointed in mankind and its broadest? Absolutely. I have much less faith in people. Is it hard? Absolutely. We all wanted to see Carmelo here. Everyone who listens to this podcast, every sensible, every person who likes basketball and isn't a nerd Wanted to see Carmelo Anthony in the red and black, but you know, we don't always get what we want, Eric. Sometimes we get Anthony Morrow instead. Now, I want to make this clear. I have a piece coming about this Willamette week tomorrow, and there are some subtleties that I'll touch on, but. Mostly, I just want to say that I'm disappointed and angry that I won't be able to watch Carmelo Anthony eat at Tasty and Sons and get extremely fat on the Blazers. It's painful. It's hard. And, uh, you know, I just hope that someday there will be another fat-faced forward who comes to the Blazers in free agency who recognizes that this is a nice place to live that this is a good fan base, that uh, the expectations aren't particularly high and that you can, uh, and that he will find it in his heart to come and play for the Portland Trailblazers. And so Carmelo, to you I say, I hope the Thunder gets swept in the first round. 
I hope Westbrook leaves. I hope Paul George leaves. I hope Steven Adams leaves. I hope Billy Donovan leaves. I hope that you are stuck on the team. Only you and a bunch of nonsense players while it skids into oblivion and is forced to close down and reorganize and move back to Seattle, Washington, the city from which the Oklahoma city thunder were stolen for tax reasons. It disgusts me that the Oklahoma city thunder exists in the first place. They should be playing in Seattle. And I hope that you will have to watch the franchise burn and return to where it belongs, Carmelo Anthony. It disgusts me what you've done to Portland, Oregon. A fine city with fine people with a, with a championship banner floating in the rafters. It disgusts me that you think you're better than us, Carmelo. There are 10 artisanal hat shops in Portland, Oregon. There are none in Oklahoma City. You will not find what you want there. You will not find championship success. You will not find happiness. You will find nothing. You will find death and despair, Carmelo Anthony. Wow. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I felt I, I, I could feel the feelings there. Thank like, you. Like I, I, I. Thank could, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could feel. I could feel the feelings. I will say that. A... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm under right. control. Okay. All right. Are we ready to get this podcast back on back online? We're we're, we're mad it's online. Day. It's media we're, day. It's okay. Media, it's media day. Look the future. It's media day and. Uh, the bat beat the Blazers. Okay. I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, if you were sad, I mean, Carmelo, it was fun. Uh, we wish we could have seen you at Tusk, but we're not going to see you there anymore. Yeah. You are not welcome at any restaurants in Portland. I know people at Tusk. I will say Carmelo Anthony is not allowed here. That, that's true. And I can, I can corroborate that it's statement. Been to Tusk with Eric. He will tell you that I walk in and they go, hello, Corbin. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Hey, Hey Corbin. Good to see you. Is it, yeah. So, so, anyway. so I'm just saying if, if you want some really good hummus mellow, you're out of luck. Yeah. Um, gone, yeah, gone. No Tusk for you. No uh, fancy salads. That's right. Uh, it is media day, though, and I guess uh, as perfect a day to move on, to rekindle a love that we that we left back in back in March. Really, let's be let's be real. We left this back in March, and I gotta say, media day was today, and I don't think anybody was a bigger star than the guy who brought basketball happiness back to the Pacific Northwest. Wonderful. The big rude boy. The big big rude boy. Yusuf Nurkic. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Rude boy in the house. Yusuf um, Nurkic. Nurkic uh, had some great things to say. First of all, uh, I think one of his better quotes today was, our defense was trash. It's true, it is. He's right. Is what he said about the Blazers' defense. And then he also said he wants them to be, he said, we are bad boys and wants them to be like the bad boy Pistons of the 0405 with Rashid Wallace, uh, fellow former Blazer, and uh, Nurk Nurk wants him to get dirty and wants he wants to fight. Nurk Nurkic is is here to throw down Terry's and, and defend about the honor Terry's- defend the honor of Portland. Yeah, that Carmelo Anthony has taken away. Yeah, really. I mean, that, that's basically what Nurk is here to do. Terry's talking about post ups, and so you know what we're talking about. Nurk's going to uh, Nurk's look. I'm just saying, Nurk is going to shed some blood this year in that post. That these post ups aren't for scoring. He's not good at posting up. These post ups are for hurting people, and I approve. Yeah, there's no like like the points per possession on on the post up play. Not maybe the most efficient play Portland could run, but. In but turn, the blood per possession, if, if blood per possession, uh, the just bullying per possession, 
uh, all of that no. stuff on a per possession basis goes way higher when Nurkic is posting up. Uh, and and Stotts mentioned the Aldridge days and some of those post ups. So um, you know maybe they won't do. Never it hurt to- anybody. Never hurt anybody in the post, Lamarcus Aldridge. Always <laughs> with the fading away, Lamarcus Aldridge. Nurk here, he's going in. He's taking teeth. He was espousing his his weight loss, saying that it's at thirty five pounds of weight <laughs> loss. All right, that's come on, thirty five. I mean, 30, all right. I mean, he's also trying to get paid by the Blazers, which is another thing that he said. Today. Definitely agitating for an extension earlier in the year. Definitely wants one before the, it. before the deadline. Uh, I believe they have like right up until like the day before the season to agree to an extension. I believe. And I bleed a little bit into the season. Am I crazy? Eric's thinking about it. He's literally has his eyes closed and his. Okay, it, 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 there's a deadline soon. I can't remember exactly which deadline Nurk it has to hit, but the season starts on October 17th. I don't know if that's moved that up or not. But, okay. but usually they have until the 31st. At least they have in years past. Okay. So uh, Nurk, Nurkic could agree to an extension, and he says he wants one. He said it's not a secret. Everybody knows where I want to be is what he said, and then he was – also asked about uh, or and then he not asked he retweeted a video that Comcast posted of that same video of him saying everyone knows where I want to be so he's basically putting the onus now on the organization in these negotiations to be like hey get this deal done because everyone knows I want to do it but if we don't get a deal then it makes it look like you were lowballing me or whatever Uh, but I think Nurkic I, I think after every after the whole Denver thing, I think he he does kind of in and and how it is to play with Damon CJ. It makes sense that he would want to stay here, and also it would make sense that he wants to leverage the feel good of last year, the finish to last year, to try and get that extension done now. Yeah, he. Sh- I I um. I guess I have mixed feelings about this because I guess I would like to see him play first. But also, I'm probably higher on Nurkic than most people. So if it happened, I don't think I'd be like angry or anything. No, and I and I really good, hard, definitive take there, Corbin. Yeah, but it could be good or bad. No, but I mean, if they negotiate now, they're in a position where like I mean, they're in a position now where I think it'd be more advantageous for the Blazers to negotiate something now, because I think Nurkic also has incentive to agree to a deal now to get some money guaranteed and if something happens where he gets injured or something then he has that and then if you're from the Blazers perspective you could also think okay well how much do we believe that he's going to play well how much and if he really balls like then you're put into a really tough position if he like elevates this team and they win 50 games or something then you're talking about like a max contract at that point but now you could offer him 15 maybe and he might take it yeah, you could probably offer him significantly less than the max at this point, and he'd probably take it because it's a significant pay bump, and the cap crunch is here, and the money that guys were getting last... Like, I don't think... Like, I think Nurkic is best... Like, with the way the cap crunch looks now, I think, like, the best Nurk could hope for is, like, uh, Mozgov money or Jan Mahinmi money, where it's, like, four years, 60 million... Uh, and I think that's really the best that he can hope for at this point with just where we are in terms of the cap structure and cap space and all that. Mozgov money is the name of a rap album I'm working on. Mozgov money. Yeah. 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 It's like a picture of me with Timo. It's like a no limit cover with me and Timo Fey on the cover produced by Al Farouk Aminu. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Another, another thing we learned from media day today Apparently, Al Farouk Aminu has been producing music in Atlanta all summer. Yeah, Casey Holdall gave us that little nugget. Um, maybe he's collaborating with the guy who we think is brought in to like, got some production costs down, DJ Wilcox. His name is actually CJ Wilcox, Blazers two-way guy. He has a tattoo of a turntable on his shoulder or something. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he has the, he has the turntable tattoo. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I uh, okay, I remember. Okay, now you remember. And yeah, now, yeah, yeah. And now him and Alfredo Camino are about to be the most fire production group 
in, in the NBA in Portland history. I mean, this I mean, is, I mean, I mean, Clyde Drexler, Buck Williams. That was a there's there was some real hot neo soul beats going on there, but <laughs> like hot like early nineties like yeah yeah like common you know common you know the roots kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know if uh, I can see Clyde. I, I don't know if I can really see Clyde Clyde on that wave, but Jay 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 Dilla, you know the Jay Dilla vibe. Mm-hmm. Clyde yeah. Clyde's really about that vibe. Oh, uh, J, D, Clyde loves Dilla. Always spinning donuts. Always saying like uh, uh, Dilla was the greatest. You know, like somebody will say, "Oh, I like the Neptunes," and he'll be like, "Nah, nah, nah." Dilla, he was the greatest. That's the real life. And then he'll cry. He'll cry. He's one of those dudes who thinks about Dilla and cries. Yeah. That, That's that. what Clyde Drexler is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I would love – I mean I know that uh, Aminu being from Atlanta, obviously there's tons of music coming out of Atlanta these days. So Aminu's from Atlanta? Yeah. I think he grew up there. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean I, I, that's, I think, I'm pretty sure that's where uh, – He's born in Africa, right? Am I, am I crazy? Uh, I don't – think so i think his parents are nigerian but i don't think he was actually born in nigeria you know what i am going to check this out because i could have sworn find this out no he was born in atlanta georgia i had no idea i thought he was from nigeria boom well he i mean he is nigerian but he's not he wasn't born he wasn't born in nigeria could Uh, have sworn he was from nigeria well he He plays plays, oh yeah yeah, he he plays plays for for tunisia well no no, he, he plays for nigeria yeah that would be weird he won a gold in the FIBA Africa championship. He's the best player on Team Africa. He basically does the. It's funny watching Aminu play though, because he is the best player on Nigeria. But so he does all the best player stuff. No, but he doesn't. That's the thing. He's still the same player. Like he, he just does Aminu stuff. He just does Aminu stuff on like an international level. I mean, so I mean he, you know, Aminu is Aminu stuff. Like they're, I you know, I'm one of these guys who. Defends Aminu a lot. I don't know if there's even many of us, if I'm being totally honest, but that guy's unbelievable at defense. And, you know, uh, without him, the Blazers literally had like one of the worst defenses in history for a quick stretch this year. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, uh, you know, I'm all for I'm all for Aminu. Uh, That makes sense to me anyway. That he's very good in FIBA play because he probably just devours dudes. Yeah, he just gets a ton of rebounds and blocks a bunch of shots and gets steals and just does all the Aminu stuff, but just for the national team. But it, it, it's kind of a unique it, – it, you would think that he would be doing all the best player stuff that a guy typically does on a national team, and he just doesn't do that, which is amazing. And he just I, does Aminu stuff. He just does what he does, which is it, kind of uh, how Aminu is. One of the things about Aminu actually that has nothing to do with his music production – is that Stotts today during his media day said, you know, that because of the depth that they have at power forward, even with the Noah Vonley injury, that he expects Aminu to play more at the three this season than he did last year. And if you'll recall, last summer, the, the big talk was Aminu's moving to the four. Their point differential was that of, a, I think, I think, Olshay was like, we were a 54-win team with Chief at the four. And their point differential was quite good with Chief at the four. And it was good to start the season, but just the rest of their unit sucked. Aminu got hurt. It just didn't really work out. Um, and now they've got Swanigan. They've got Collins. Uh, so Aminu is probably going to play more three. And another thing that Stott said is basically outside of the big three, Dame, CJ, Nurkic, that the whole starting lineup is is up for grabs. So I mean, do you, do you do you anticipate? Aminu? Oh, I forgot Harkless is on the team. Yeah, I mean Harkless. Harkless became like the guy. I, I feel like Stotts might just do the same thing again this year, and whichever one of those two guys like emerges as like the hot hand or is healthy will be the starting three, and then they can kind of. I mean, the four is going to be open. I think that's up for. There's two guys that want that four position. Is that's Ed- a shame. That's a bit of a shame because I think Harkless Amino could be a good three four for some smaller lineups. I think I think as a bench unit, I think that lineup could do a lot of good stuff. I but and I think as a starting unit, it could too, depending on the matchup. I, I just I, I think they also wanted to have a little bit more stability on the bench, have a little bit better defense on the bench because like last year. 
I remember one of the the stats that I kept looking at was like the on off numbers between the bench guys and the starters and the bench guys defensive rating was way higher than the starters. And that should never be the case because the bench guys are going against way worse offensive players. And so if your bench units are giving up more points per possession than your starters, that means your defense on the second units is really, really, really bad because you're getting scored on at a crazy rate by by, like, backup, um, by backups. Uh, Gerald Henderson. I could I couldn't think of another bench player. Yeah, I mean, but like you get the point. It's like it's like guys who, you know, you're getting uh, I, I, I don't know exactly like uh, I'm blanking on guys that would be, you know, Cameron Payne, maybe Uh, 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 Sean Livingston. Yeah, exactly. You're getting eaten by the Sean Livingston's of the world. You're getting eaten by the Jamal Murray's of the world or the Jamal Murray or the Jameer Nelson's of the world. Poor Jameer. Poor Jameer to get thrown into this at the end of his I career. I mean, Jameer Nelson, I mean, he's, he's fine, but he's not like a guy that you want running up the or, – or actually, let's remember, let's have a deep cut, an actual guy that went off on the Blazers last year at all times, the Yogi Ferrell's of the world. Like, I, I mean Brian, – Brian Roberts. The Brian Roberts the, of Brian the Brian Roberts world. has often tormented the Blazers for no apparent reason. Yeah, Ricky Rubio usually actually has pretty good games against the Blazers too. Yeah, they're not very good at defending point guards, which is something that Netflix needs to change. And that is, I mean, I don't. I mean, hopefully the Nurkic post ups thing maybe that leads to some more energy on the offensive end for or the defensive end for Dame and CJ. You know, they're never going to be the biggest guy, but you would just hope that they could just get a little tighter, just and li- a I mean, little tighter on defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lillard is has not been a good defender for his entire career. No, no. And it seems almost unreasonable to put that on him. Well, I mean, Steph. Okay, Steph wasn't a good defender though for most of his career, and became decent at defense. Like, I mean, yeah, but Steph plays with Draymond Green. Like Steph plays. Yeah. Also, Steph plays with dudes who take his cover all the time. Yeah, Clay always guards. You can always stick Clay on whoever the best guard is on the other team and not really ever have to worry about it. But, I mean, I think I will say this in Steph's defense. Like, yes, they, they hide him well, but I do think he's become less of a – he's not a liability anymore. Yeah, like, like, like he's not. And I think it's not unreasonable to expect Dame to get to the point of no longer being a liability. Like, if he can be neutral on defense – you know, that would be great, but, um, that's going to be a test. Uh, and, and they had great career years last year, both Dame and CJ scoring the ball, but they're going to need them to improve on the defensive end, I think. And, and hope that, you know, the Nurkic factor, maybe the Swanigan factor, if Swanigan plays more, he's a really good passer playmaker, uh, helps their, uh, their offensive. Swanigan maybe doesn't profile to be good defensively immediately though. Yeah, yeah, especially because he's a four, or if he plays four. Well, I guess we'll talk about this now because I teased it a little bit, but. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. The Blazers don't have a starting power forward now that Noah Vonley is going to miss the first couple weeks of the season with a shoulder strain. And both Ed Davis and Swanigan both came out and said today that they want the job. They want the starting power forward job. Swanigan's coming in. I mean, Swanigan was like, I'm coming in to be NBA champion, rookie of the year, like <laughs> yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, very much enjoying that from Swanigan. I did love Swanigan's summer league. And, yeah, it was really good. And and Dame said today, like, uh, he thinks he can play. For Aminu said that Swanigan passes the eyeball test. So, He's he's selling the players on it, and it seems like he's going to get a shot. So I guess that's our that's our first big, and that honestly, knowing Stotts, it's not going to be. We're not going to know who the hell is starting at power forward until the first game. 
just I'm just gonna let you guys know right now if you guys like fantasy basketball, uh, Stotts is not gonna give you what you what you want uh, in terms of or what a defined role is for that that forward spot. Uh, but I think Swanigan and Ed Davis is is like right now. That's probably the most interesting storyline of training camp right now. Is which one of them is going to win out uh, the starting job? Because I think Harkless or Aminu, whichever one, we know one of them is going to start. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know who's going to start at four, basically. Uh, you know, uh, Ed Davis was even in an interview today where he said, "I would like to start," and I. I sniped about it on Twitter because I, that's what I do. And, uh, and it's just like, well, I, you know, I don't really want that. <laughs> like, like if Ed Davis starts a power forward, he's going to be Ed Davis. You know what? I, it's going to be yeah. because he's Ed Davis. If Caleb Swanigan starts a power forward, I don't even know what that means, but like there's, there's, there's an upside happening there. You have to assume. So I'm just saying it's hard to be on Ed Davis's side here because like what, what happens if Ed Davis is power forward? Then Ed Davis is power forward. He's Ed Davis. And we, and we know, and we know like this is the thing. I mean, I like Ed Davis, but I don't necessarily think like, I hate, I hate that this is where we're at in the game, but like, I just don't think you can play two dudes that aren't going to shoot three pointers. Like you just, it's just really hard to do that. If and like Ed Davis is not even going to shoot a mid range, especially if like, Aminu is going to play, because you know, yeah, yeah, who know? Like you know, Harkless too. Good, I mean, Harkless too. I mean, Harkless isn't going to be making a bunch of three pointers either. <laughs> Eric Gunderson. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, Harkless isn't going to make a bunch of three pointers either, unless I mean, he I mean, does. I but. mean, I mean, both he and Aminu could. But it's not expected. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say. I really doubt Aminu tops out over like 35 percent there. Okay. Harkless theoretically profiles as somebody who could hit 40 percent from three. But Aminu has been a dodgy shooter all his career. He had one year where he was a good shooter. He wasn't last year. It's hard to it's really hard to say that Aminu is going to be a good shooter. I yeah. think with any definitive thing, but I, Harkless could be who, who knows? Yeah. I, Harkless is all black box. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing with Harkless that I think is different than Aminu. And obviously, you know, stats are stats, but last year or two years ago was Aminu's first season shooting the three, I think above 30%. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he he was he was like twenty four, twenty five. Like before he was, that, he was never, never. And like Harkless, even though it was kind of a crappy situation, and he's not doesn't look like he's was, and he wasn't like a great shooter by any means last year. But at least he has a season in his past, his twenty thirteen fourteen season where he played eighty games. He shot thirty eight percent from three. So like maybe that shows you that he has like some kind of natural shooting ability. Whereas, uh, as Joe slide said on the last episode, you know, three point shot. It just kind of unfurls and yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's just not really, it doesn't look all the, and at least with the there's like a compactness. It's not the, fast either. Yeah. There's, there's a compact, Oh, Aminu. Yeah. We're talking about Aminu, right? Am I no, crazy? But, but I'm talking about Harkless too. Like oh, I mean, okay. Harkless doesn't have the quickest release either, but like there's uh, putting my shooting coach hat on. There's not a lot of wasted, like there's not a like with Aminu there's like a lot of movement happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Like, and like with Harkless at the very least, his feet are square. There's not a lot of movement in his upper body. The stroke looks good, so at least you can hope that maybe you know he can do a little. I think his ceiling on the three point shot is higher. I agree. I will say that part of yeah, you know, it's worth mentioning with Aminu that part of the reason he was able to have a good three point shooting season is that even for that whole season, people did not cover him. Yeah. They were not rushing out to hit Aminu. They were not like, oh, yeah, Chief is going to put one in us or anything like that. They, you know, and so his slow release didn't matter because people weren't like running over to snatch him or anything at all. I mean, he had some games that year, though. Like, I remember he he would go off. For, he would hit just like it would be like a game where he hit like eight threes or something. And and like, I mean, he went off that year uh, a lot of times because he was just left open, as you mentioned. And. I mean, if if both of those guys hit, I don't even know what to do. 
Like, if both of those guys start hitting threes, then, like... 70 wins. Yeah. Exactly. 80 wins. Ex- ex- 80- we're talking about a 90-win season. <laughs> if those guys can shoot threes, we're talking about 90 wins for sure. They're going to expand the NBA season because, just so the Blazers can win more. Because they're like, we need to extend this sample. We can't believe that Harkless yeah. and Aminu just keep hitting all these threes. Wait, we have to Mo add- Harkless? Al Farouk Aminu? That's what they'll do, and they'll have to explain the season. Adam Silver just at the All Star Game media availability, like the state of the league. He's like, guys, the walk in the he'll Vince McMahon it. He'll say, we're adding eight games to the season, and then like, and then Nurkic will come out and body slam him, and then like cops will haul Nurkic away. I gotta say, in terms of the bad boys aesthetic. Swanigan is definitely the guy that should be starting. Yeah, let's get some bad boys, man. Like, like, Love it. like if we really want to bring Nurkic's bad boys thing to life, I think Swanigan's got to be the guy because the mass on that front line that has to be like the that has to be like the most massive front line in terms of just they're just big and and in terms of just lumbering badass it's beef well they're not lumbering because they've both lost a bunch of weight yeah. but they they are the spirit is looking skinny in the face if yeah. you don't mind me saying oh my gosh he is and swanigan keeps on losing weight like swanigan's just it just the weight is coming off still and i but both Nick of those, he was playing he might have been playing a little above his natural weight if that's just saying well, I mean, he, I, I think I think Swan. I mean, Swanigan is his. Oh he, yeah, he's notoriously uh, fatso. Yeah, he was like he was. Like, I'm sorry, I feel bad saying fatso, but I mean, uh, he he used to be a very large. He used yeah, to be, he's I a mean, big pack. I mean, he he is still large, but not, a hefty bull. Yes, but he's very athletic. Yeah. He and he also changed his body. Like I remember seeing him at Hoop Summit two years ago when he was in high school, right before he committed to go to Purdue and I guess it was three years ago now. Three, yeah. Three years ago. Cause I and, covered that one. Yeah. And I remember I was not impressed. Like I did not think that he was like, Sean was like this guy, like, and, and, but he, he lost a bunch of weight and that's kind of what big they, though. He was so big though. He, he looked so, like a lineman and he has crazy long arms. That's the one thing that you noticed with him that I did notice at that time was that he had really long arms, but he really, you know, to his credit after the combine last year, like really worked hard added a jump shot, added a bunch of stuff to his game. Like the dude had a bunch of 2020 games. I think he broke like the college record for that last year. And why did he go so low? It's so strange. I think I just think it's because everyone's everyone in this league now is like, you gotta be skinny. You gotta be quick. You gotta move. And like, he does not naturally fit that profile, but he does. I mean, I do like, I like the guys like that. Like, I mean, obviously we're not going to expect him to become like actually like Draymond Green, but it's like one of the things that made Draymond Green, Draymond Green was like, he had like, like spirit of a fat kid and a baller. And he just kept, he just kept working. You know what I mean? Like he never got that. He never, the chip hasn't left his shoulder. Is that a, is that is that a, is that a scuttlebutt thing with him now? Is that he's kind of a chip on the shoulder guy? Who? Uh, Swanigan. Well, no, I just think he, I think he, is, I mean, he, uh, he just never stops working. And I think too, like the weight thing, like, I just think, I I, I don't know. I just feel like that, w- w- that will drive you to keep on losing weight. And he was like, especially when you're a professional athlete, like, I feel like it's like a lifestyle thing that's changed with him. And that's what, uh, I think Olshay said that too, but like, he's like all in on this stuff now. And like, you know, that like, I, I, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder because he comes in and just work his butt off all the time. Like I, they, they, like everyone said, like during summer league, all the coaches were saying he's the hardest worker. Like he's going to figure it out. Like the dude works super hard. And I just he plays like he's got a chip on his shoulder. Like he's such a monster down there when he he can just push dudes around, get rebounds. And he just kind of controls things like I, I really like the way Swanigan plays. And I would love to see him start. I think the passing with him and Nurkic defensively, I know the concerns, but I think de- I think offensively would be some really cool stuff. And Swanigan can space the floor. Like if you need him to shoot, he can do that. So I, I'm as long as Vonley is out, I'm I'm pro I'm pro Swanigan on the start. But I'm, I mean, you know, yeah, this is all contingent on whether or not he comes into camp and gets into the preseason and is like good. Uh, immediately of course but like 
just ideally, it's hard not to say I would prefer in my ideal world that Swanigan start. Yeah, and I think I think that just makes everything a little bit easier. I mean, I think Ed Davis is a really Ed Davis is a really important player to the Blazers' success two seasons ago, both from an on-court perspective and from a, like a locker room attitude perspective. He was kind of before Nurkic got there. He was kind of like the only guy that could be like kind of abrasive when it came to like you know he he would be down to start something like he'll he'll be down to talk some smack to other teams and have a lot of confidence in the Blazers and be vocal about it in a way that was kind of combative and I feel like Nurkic is there now to kind of do that but I think Davis uh really was a guy like that but he's on the last year of his deal I think the luxury tax. You look at the luxury tax. Getting rid of Davis's contract helps get them off the books and or helps get them under the tax. And so, from that perspective, obviously, you know, we're not Paul Allen. We're not. I'm not worried about it. But they are going to worry about it. So they. It would probably be in their best interest as well to have Swanigan earn that spot. Obviously, I think Stotts is going to do uh, have a real competition for it. But I do think it's probably best for. Uh, I think it's best for them if they go with, with Swanigan there. And I don't think uh, – I think those are the only guys that are going to be – because I don't think Collins is quite ready. And No, 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 no. Uh, and Neil Olshay today said that uh, you know any minutes that Myers Leonard is going to get will be as the backup to Nurkic. So it seems like they're pretty Sheesh. sold on – they're pretty sold on Myers as a true center, which, you know, I, we could – I mean, we could see that coming. I felt like he was a true center – uh, I, I always thought it was weird when he played four, but he wasn't quite uh, ready defensively to like anchor the defense, but I guess they're going to give him a shot at that this year, but he's going to have to earn the minutes. And um, I think, you know, I think Swanigan is the, is the favorite right now for me to get that spot because he's young. And also too, we have seen during the old Shea Stotts era that sometimes in that starting spot with the starting lineup, they'll go with like a little bit more of an unproven guy with some more proven guys like they did with, they did with Vaughn last year. Exactly. Yeah. And so now there's a new in, there's an investment here in Swanigan and maybe, you know, that that Lamarcus all, Aldridge, they did it with certainly. Yes. Very unproven. Yeah. Very. Yeah. OK, but anyway, the, <laughs> but Vonley, I mean, the Vonley thing is an example, but I do think that. Swanigan is way further along at this point as a rookie than Vonley was in his first season with the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it seems that way. I, I yeah. Okay, I guess it's, it's hard. summer league. Yes, it's summer league. It's hard. I I'm just trying to save Eric from the from the fire of summer league predictions, but at the same time, I mean, it's hard. It's like Swanigan is like clearly the player. Is clearly the young player I'm most excited to see this year. Well, and I think there's a difference too. Like one of the things about Vonley, like just not to go too deep on this, but like Vonley was like he got he went to Indiana. He was really a sought after prospect, but like he got hurt. He they didn't make the NCAA tournament when he was there. Like he was not he wasn't like Swanigan has like college production attached to him, whereas. Vonley, I think when people looked at him, looked at him as like, look at this guy's size. He's mobile. He can handle the ball. He can do all this stuff. And he's like a new age big man. So like they got enamored with like the physical tools. And I think Swanigan, there's just like a lot of actual tangible production that you can say, hey, this guy can play. And I he think boarded, he boarded a lot in college, right? And that usually always carries. Yeah, over. that almost always translates to the NBA. And Kenneth, I, Kenneth Fareed. Yeah. Say what you will about his NBA career. But he is the NCAA's all time leading rebounder. He came into the NBA and he was incredibly good at rebounding. Yeah. And I think also, too, with what we saw, I mean, Nurkic really helped the offensive rebounding last season when he came over. But I think you especially the team that is kind of struggling that struggles defensively like the Blazers like just have a re- I mean either way Not this year baby bad boys Let's either, do this. bad boys that's right bad boys yeah, bad boys either way whether it's Ed Davis or Swanigan they're going to have multiple offensive rebounders in there uh but I do think Swanigan may be able to help them I think I think he, the fact that Swanigan can shoot ultimately will be like a a big consideration in this and 
Also, that Swanigan can do other stuff other than shoot. Like, he can move around the perimeter. He can kind of post up. He's a really good screen setter. Like, Seems uh, like he's got some passing traps. Yeah. So, like, if you could get, especially the, with the way he passes, and I think Stotts, you know, is really, you know, he really responds to that type of play. Uh, I, I think that Swanigan uh, could get that spot, but uh, it's going to have to play itself out. Um yeah, but I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think Swanigan would be great as the, as the starter. Um, so do you think – I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter who starts between Aminu or Harkless. Like, they're just going to figure out who's playing the best. And I think it will be Aminu because I think that Harkless will represent a dearth of shooting at the spot. That's what I think. Okay. But right. I think that Aminu is incredibly good and valuable and will play – 25 minutes a game or whatever yeah they also it also may be like if if they go with swanigan then you get like a little bit more shooting in there so it's not it's not like a shooting at that spot isn't as crazy and like then you have the defense there with aminu to kind of help cover up some you know some mishaps or whatever that you might have with swanigan and having basically two traditional bigs which almost nobody does anymore uh at at the starting lineup so a um, couple of things that Neil Olshay said in his media availability. Uh, they tried to keep up with the arms race as best as they could and, quote, were really happy with how Shabazz has looked. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to say that, Neil. You just don't. It's fine. Everything's fine. You don't need to say we're happy with how Shabazz looked. I mean, he's probably going to play, though. Congrats to Shabazz Navy. You're, you 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 see wait God I saw something By he the said way, today. Wait, wait a minute. Oh the, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Dave McKay. He goes by David. I, shout, I find shout, calling him. Shout I out find to calling him Dave more fun. Shout out to Dave McKay, friend of the yeah. pod. Big Dave McKay. Has David been on? Big Big Dave has been on. I had no uh, idea. I, I need to get him back on though. I, mean, I met I'm, I met David at a hoop summit. Tis the season for more guests so i may have to get dave, big dave yeah big dave that's everybody please please go on twitter hit up at david mckay nba and say yo what up big dave to hey it's the big, second you it's big dave big dave hey big dave he quoted o'shea saying we have had a we may have had a front-loaded roster in terms of minutes played but behind the scenes we were developing our young players nobody believes you dude <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, that is such a that is such a jargon. That is such a jargon nonsense thing to say. I yeah. just I mean, maybe, but probably not. Right. Right. I mean, OK. I mean, in their defense, Crab was one of those guys before, like before he was good and played. He was kind of in waiting in the wings, dude, and never really did. And then but but, you know, I guess he, CJ was kind of like that, too. Yeah, so like they have had some development stories that actually actually worked for them, um, and I think Layman is probably the guy that I'm most excited about of that group of the young guys who didn't really play last year because Shabazz got some action at times last year because he you know is is a competent NBA guy. Yeah, Shabazz, Shabazz is such a like Shabazz will, will play in the NBA for another like five to six years at least. Yeah, just because if he can take, bring the ball up and not turn it over. Yeah, and he's and he's pretty, pretty decent shot last year as well. So I I I, I can see the Shabazz thing, but I think they, Lay- the Blazers just have so much like they have so much point guard starting right now. Yeah, that it's hard to slip him into their rotation a little bit. I will say though, a lot of teams. I mean, like obviously you don't want to emulate this too too much, but. Like, New Orleans is going, like, forget it. Like, no wings. Like, they're just going all guards and bigs. Like, that's Come it. On. That's it. Um, uh, you know, I, I – <laughs> New Orleans isn't going to have a good idea. Come on, Eric. That's true. Yeah, it is It is New Orleans. We just talked on the last episode about how, like, dangerous their uh, training staff is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, did you talk to Joe about that? Uh, no. Or did I talk with you about it the last time I, I, I was talked on? about, I talked about it with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. They use, they use old saints trainers. Uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with how football works, but they don't care much if people get injured or not. No. And I will say, 
I mean, I, I, the, I mean, Quincy Pondexter, like, told Chris Haynes that he, like, almost died trying to recover from injuries that he was recovering from while on the Pelicans. They traded him, like, a couple of weeks ago. To the, oh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, yeah to, I think, yeah, I think Quincy, yeah, Quincy said something about, about their staff was. Yeah. Um, it's such a weird thing to not modernize, but. I mean, it's new ownership. They don't get. They don't get. You know, they don't get stuff. Well, Tom Benson, the guy who owns the uh, Saints and the Pelicans, is like notoriously cheap. And if I recall, there was like some kind of like legal thing that happened with him that like. Yeah, I I kind of know what you're talking about. So I, yeah, so like it also just may be like their owner that was super rich isn't as super rich anymore. So he's cutting corners at like the Donald Sterling Clippers. You know, um, I mean, Donald Sterling's Clippers cut corners because Donald Sterling is an unbelievably hateful person who will well, do anything for a dime. Well, and was notoriously cheap is basically the point. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting, yeah. The, the point yeah. I'm getting at in that now, like, I don't, I don't know how how this is affecting it, but like, it does seem to me like it's not. It's just not. They're not really thinking about the basketball there. Um. Uh. Man, I. I think that's. Hey, remember when Donald Sterling was recorded saying insanely racist things to his girlfriend? Yeah, and like, yeah. and like that was like the just big, like and unbelievably and, 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 racist stuff. Yeah. too. And to think that was like three years ago or four years ago. Today, today he'd be in the goddamn cabinet after that. Yeah, exactly. Donald Sterling, I'm, welcome to the resistance. Yeah. Um. But uh. Let's see. Other things that came out of the – oh, speaking of resistance, Dame said today that Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job because he's taking a knee. Yeah, uh, that, sounds, the, that sounds right. The NBA in general, pretty uh, pro-player, pretty anti-president uh, with their statements today. John, LeBron called him a bum. LeBron called him a bum, which was – Which was – we. Eric Malinowski said to me – that that is the single greatest tweet of all time. I can't. I can't. Think I can't of, think of a better one. I can't think of a better one where like the people involved, like yeah, 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 the people involved, the message, like everything, and and also the fact that like it managed to bring these two guys, like you, because you know LeBron hates Steph. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know LeBron hates the fact that Steph became the darling and all this stuff and totally took away the shine of coming home and all that stuff. Like, you know, deep, but like, like, he's like, you know what? I, I, I don't like the Steph guy, but like, I guess he's get, not Donald Trump. At least he's not Donald Trump. So he's going to come there and he's going to support Steph Curry. One of the, yeah. And he's going to call Donald Trump a bum, a bum, the that, ultimate Donald Trump insult. Yeah, exactly. He, he, you, that, that's the other great thing. He's like, he went Trump on Trump. Yeah. Very venomous stuff. Well, it's because it's, it's just Trump tries to be a bully, but he's just, you know, he, he's not. He's a fat old man with tiny fingers. Yeah. Like, yeah. If him and LeBron came at each other in the hallway. LeBron would beat the living shit out of Trump. Yeah. It's over. LeBron will probably someday be richer than Trump. He might. Yeah. It's reasonable to say he owns this pizza chain people like. It's reasonable to think he already is richer than Trump. I think that Trump's reported net worth was pretty high. Okay. Was high was higher than I thought it was. But okay. LeBron is gonna like put out these shoes forever. He owns all these pizza chains and stuff. Has it's a, not has like a media empire, like running all yes. these TV shows for makes studios. Survival's like, remorse, Eric's favorite show. Yeah, but he also makes like the wall, like that game show on NBC. And you know NBC is not is ain't it ain't cheap to get a show on NBC. LeBron, LeBron's get, yeah, LeBron's getting that universal money. Oh, anyway, that GE money. Someday LeBron will be so rich that he will be allowed to pay to pee on Donald Trump. <laughs> oh man. No, I, no, LeBron will one day be that rich. That'll uh, be, the, that'll be something you can do at the presidential library at the Trump presidential library. You just pay to pee on him. It's great. It's going to be the new thing. Yeah. For presidents from now until the next president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who will not? Unless it's Mike Pence. No, no. I don't think that's happening. Um, Let's see. Uh, Portland All-Star Game. Uh, Chris McGowan said that 
The All-Star game is not going to happen in Portland until 2022. The McGrowler. The McGrowler. Fill up your McGrowlers with, ow, ow, ow. with kombucha. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's not that shocking. Shocking. Me and Eric were talking about this a little bit off mic. It would be horrible if Portland got the All-Star game. It would be an for everybody, ni- no, nightmare. Except for... Like me and Eric. Yeah. Like they, me and Eric yeah. would have a good time. Yeah, we'd have a great time. We get go go to the events, get a credential. You see all that, you know, I, I have media friends. They come in from out of town. I could hang out with them. Just take them to Tusk. Yeah. Maybe have a, another another fiesta, you know, like, you know, just, just celebrate with our writer friends coming in. Maybe, you know. But for you, the Portland listener, it would yeah. be yeah. an unbelievable nightmare. Well, because tickets are going to be – you will not be able to get a ticket. Yeah, first of all, you're not going to be able to get a ticket unless you're a corporate sponsor or yeah. work for a I corporate sponsor. I might be able to get a ticket even. That's yeah. all I'm willing to say. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. But it, traffic is going to be terrible. Um, uh, the max would be a nightmare. The max would be terrible. Uh, but fun for me. Right, so I right. hope they do it. Yeah. But not really. Yeah. Because I'm not I'm, – even I am not that lacking in empathy. Yeah. And, and, and um, um, I hope they do it. I take it back. I thought about it for a second. It would be fun. I would have fun. It would be horrible for the audience, though. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of cool to go to the All-Star game and not have to, like, get a hotel and sleep in your own bed and, like, and have all the people that you know and are friends with come. Yeah. Yeah. Eric's yeah. been to an All-Star game before. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you were around for All-Star Weekend. Yeah, I was there. Year. I was yeah. just in New York. I just happened to be in New York at the time. But we hung We hung out. Yeah, we hung out. We recorded a podcast. Yeah, it was so, great. It was, yeah. I think it was the first podcast we did. No, or maybe – No, it was the second, second one. Second one we did. The first one we did was at uh, – uh, Tort Coffee. Tort Coffee. Vancouver. In Vancouver, Washington. It was shut the, down. What? It did, yeah. God. New, There's just, something else going in there. The, the new coffee – the new coffee uh, – the wild, wild coffee battles of Vancouver. Yeah. BlackRock won. Shameful. Oh, God. I don't even go. No, BlackRock, man. I don't need that. Not for you. They used to serve pastries from a bakery I like here in Vancouver, Washington. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but they stopped. So I have soured on them a little bit, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, I I have had coffee at Brood, which is like like a downtown. They have like coffee and then they have taps of like beer for those. Oh, Maybe I've been there. It's like a coffee shop slash like bar to have beer. I I notably do not drink alcohol. That's so I, I know I know that, but I, uh, I don't get to have bars very often. Oh, look, I, I'm a prude. It's fine. Let's no, just I'm say just, it. I'm just letting the listeners. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm just letting the listeners know. I find alcohol and sexual content revolting. It makes me uh, want to throw up. Uh, and frankly, even when I see dunking, I don't care for it. I wish they would re-outlaw the dunk. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, sick. I think that wraps up all of the media. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I, don't, I don't think we have any other media day storylines to touch oh, on. Yeah. Do, uh, okay. Hold on. Is there anything that we're forgetting? Let's, let's recap. Um, Nurk said he wanted him to be like the Pistons. I think that's dope. Yeah. Even if it's not realistic. Uh, I think that would, I would be really pumped if that was a mindset they had coming into the year. Just, just punk people. Yeah, just to be like mean, that would be, I, I would be a big fan of that. I'm just saying, I will say this was like Dirk is the first like mean blazer in since the Jailblazers got scuttled. Uh, so maybe it'd be a little fun if the Blazers were mean. I'm just saying. I mean, they gotta have something. We, we, they gotta have an like. I, I mean, the identity outside of like the Blazers has been like okay, motion offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do Terry shit. That, like that's great, but like. This is also part of the reason why we wanted Mellows because we just wanted something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wanted, was that was a thousand percent of the reason why I we wanted just wanted Mello. something. I wrote a, we yeah. just wanted a little add a little spice to the mix. Like the mix I, I is great. The it. mix is great, but it could just add a little bit of twist. Yeah. Just and it wasn't even. Twist. I wasn't even like convinced that Mello would make the team better. It was just but, be, just from an interest standpoint. Yeah, he would make the team different, and the t- because the team has been basically since McMillan got fired, it's just been. Terry having people run around screens year after year after year after and, year. And it's usually been good. They've overachieved. Yeah. They've had some really good years. They've won they've won some series. 
you know, uh, the Lillard shot is, you know, that's one of, that's, I think one of the great blazer moments, but year after year of all this Terry flow stuff, just over and over and over and over. And the defense never changes. And I just something different. And so that was a lot of what the, to the extent I, to the extent that like, I was like really sincerely hardcore into the idea of getting mellow, which I was, I'm willing to say it was, I, because I, I was too. I wasn't ironically in for it. I, yeah, I, actually, I, I actually like I Carmelo was, Anthony basketball player. And well, I don't want to say that I wasn't a little ironically into it. It was both things at once. Like on yeah, a certain yeah, level, yeah, yeah, yeah. like on a certain level, I thought it would be funny if Carmelo played for the Blazers, but I also thought it would be legitimately fun and interesting. I thought both things at the same time. And and that's that 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 is the the complication of of life. Yeah. Um but sincerity, sincerity, you know, it's not a it's not a spectrum, you know? You can have sincere and insincere things about things all at the same time. Yeah. Well, this is a lesson we're learning. This is a lesson that Mello helped us learn. Also, Dane's aggressive objection to the idea, Dane Carbaugh's aggressive objection to the idea was some nerd stuff. Dane. Ugh. Calling you out, Carbaugh. That was some nerd stuff. Great great tweets today. I would like to say this. Great tweets. Yeah, Dane's today. great. I want to make this clear. Yeah, but his Dane, objection to Mello, yeah, Dane, nerd stuff. Dane's amazing. Uh, but – yeah, we, we disagreed on the mellow thing. Also, yeah. I, I just like everybody back on Twitter today, basketball Twitter was in full force today. Finally. Very excited to have lots of content, Love lots it. of lots of muscle updates, lots of weight loss updates. Lots of weight loss stuff, just bathing in the weight loss. Just like there's just like all the dissolved fat. You see Kevin you see Kevin Love's hair? Yeah, he's gray. He looks like Peter he has Dow. Gray hair. He, he looks like Peter Dow. What happened? Wow, <laughs> Peter Dow. That's I, a reference me and you get. I didn't come up with that. I can't, uh, uh, friend of the show, Hebert of Riffs, uh, Celtics fan, came up with that. And I was just like, oh, my God. He looks well, the, ex- only people, the only people who know who Peter Dow is are people who are entirely too online. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so if you don't get that reference, you have a life. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> you don't get that reference. You don't listen to premium episodes of Chapo Trap House. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kevin Love looks old. He's got a touch of gray going on. What is going? Like, how did he go gray over? Did he? Has it been happening for a while? And he just decided to own it? Maybe, maybe he was coloring his hair or something, and maybe he just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, he look. I, don't get me wrong. He looks fat. It, it looks fabulous on him. I want to make this clear. He looks beautiful. It's that beautiful Lake Oswego gray. But yeah, yeah. no, he looks it, great. He looks great. I mean, it's yeah, just, just like it's just a little gray. Looking tore. He and LeBron are getting along now. I'm a big fan of LeBron's performatively getting along with Kevin Love in the wake of trial <laughs> leaving. I yes. think that's beautiful. Oh my god. I love uh I love how like LeBron like now he subtweets people like w- when he talks like he like referred to the president today as that guy and then he referred to Kyrie as the kid. <laughs> like la- like like all the like a kid. A kid. And then the whole thing about how him and Kevin Love are like the the two best friends that anybody yeah, could you have. Two, you two legitimately have not gotten along at times, and that Kevin. And now he's like, no, nah, me and Kevin Love were best friends. <laughs> God, I love LeBron. He's so great. Uh, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is going to be out a little while, which bums with gums. But we it's going to we got to do that. It's going to let LeBron and Kevin Love build a chemistry, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it's, I, I'm excited to see Kevin Love usage rate be super high, uh, and and just run run a lot of the offense through Kevin Love. I mean, they did that a lot last year while Kyrie was like, uh, or two years ago, when Kyrie, when Kyrie was hurt, they were running the offense a lot through Caleb. Anyway, um, I don't think anything else. I mean, there's lots of media day stuff like all over the league. The Sixers had media day today. Everyone's excited about them. Everyone was asked about Trump. The Celtics are uh, loaded, but they're not going to beat LeBron. Um, and it did look – some of the photos that I saw today, it was like uh, the Rockets were like on ESPN. Like Rachel Nichols was there. And there was like someone just caught like a candid moment of Chris Paul 
just like really down in the dumps next to James Harden. Oh, and people were like, to her. it was just like, I mean, I think we can, we can have a kinship there. Cause it, I think what some people on, on, on the social networks were intimating was that he's probably a little disappointed that they didn't get Carmelo, which I think we can relate to. Yeah. I can relate to me and me and Chris Paul brothers and not playing with Carmelo. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. D Wade, D Wade got bought out. Oh Yeah. Blazers got to get D Wade. Let's do this, D Wade. Something, mid, just something mid, different. That's mid, all I'm mid, looking for. Mid level exception, D Wade. MLE, come on. I'm just saying that the MLE, the MLE, is wonderful here. D-Wade. We know you like artisan hats, D Wade. Gabby, Gabby, I know you'd love the rain. Closer to Los Angeles, huh? 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 It's and, fun here, and 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 a team that could potentially make the playoffs. Wade seems like a guy who would like Tusk. Ooh, I don't yeah. think Wade would go in for Tasty and Sons personally, but Tusk, I think Wade would do it. Yeah, Wade. I mean, Wade. I mean, I, I think you, remember where you heard it here first. Portland Dark Horse. For, yeah, for Dwayne Wade. It's happening. It's gonna happen. Yeah. All right, Corbin. Uh, you got something coming out uh, for Willamette Week tomorrow. You know, I don't know what's going on. With okay, it, but well, okay, you got some. You got something on the hopper. I will say that right now, as we as this person is listening to this, there's probably a new episode of Take It or Break It. Okay, w- and which is my podcast. It is a Toronto Raptors preview. Yes, you are in the midst of the NBA preview. Listen to Take It or Break It, fun game show. And, and then there's going to be a there's we're doing a baseball one this Thursday. Playoffs, baseball playoffs. Yes, uh, we're going to have. I love me two writers you probably haven't heard of. I love me some October baseball. October baseball, it's wonderful. Somebody on Twitter.com with a little hot chocolate and just watch. Oh, absolutely. Curl, curl, curl the old legs up. Somebody on Twitter said to me, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. He said that four percent of the time baseball is the best sport. And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's totally true. I think there's four percent of the time where baseball is the best, and it's like it's the bomb. uh, And I'm excited. We got. Wait, so it's the 25th now. We got like three weeks now until the NBA season starts, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for it, man. Oh, that, man. That, 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 that Northwest rain starts. Man, it's time, to, it's, time, it's time to sit inside, listen to the rain, hit the roof, watch some, uh, watch some NBA, baby. I'm excited. It's here. The season is here. Every what? time, you know what? And every time the season's getting to an end, I start to go, oh, when is the NBA going to end? Yeah. But then when it comes back, every time. I mean, you get to the finals, it's just all just it's so much. Yeah, it's, I, it's the end of the actual because the playoffs are dope. The NBA playoffs are so good sports. Yeah. The, last year, they stunk. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't we, happen we, again. We need the playoffs to be better. Yeah. Oh, my. A stinky playoffs. That was a bummer. That was the second worst thing that happened last year. Yeah, that that was. Yeah. The, the NBA playoffs were definitely not good and we so need hopefully them to they'll be, be good this we, year we need them to be good yeah because um, they're great but blazers season gets underway here in a couple of weeks the northwest division just got crazier now that Melo's going to be here what do you think happens when oklahoma city let's close all this well, yeah they're gonna boom you think he's yeah. you, you oh think yeah he's the, you think he's the new hito turkaloo yeah 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 yes i think they will definitely boo him I'm excited. I would. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this. So I only attend as a journalist now, so I can't boo him. It would be unfair or, you know, Uneth- I think unethical, unethical. Yeah. 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 Uh, at the very least, the other people sitting next to you in the journalist seats would be like, what are you doing? But yeah, I think they'll definitely boo Carmelo and Raymond Felton. I think they'll boo Raymond Felton. Where is Raymond Felton these days? Oh, I don't remember. He might actually be on OKC. Let me find out. Or is he? Oh, he might be. I apparently forgot how to spell his name. Oh, my God. Raymond Felton's on the Thunder. Wow. This is going to be like, okay, the hatred that could come from the. Oh, my God. When is that game? Uh, I. We're finding that out right now. We're going to just mark your calendars for the day. November 5th. Ooh, early. Thunder at Trailblazers, 6 o'clock. Oh, man. That's a Sunday, is it not? Uh, Yeah, usually 6 o'clock games are on Sunday. Let me. uh, Wow. 
Let me scoop that. Yeah, it's Sunday, November fifth. Ooh, I can six feel, o'clock. Uh, I can feel the venom. Oh, they're gonna. Ha- oh my god, there, there is, and like it is literally everything now. It is the Seattle stuff because you know I've talked about this before. I can say bad things about Seattle, but Oklahoma City can't take their team. No, uh, it's the uh, it's the mellow stuff. It's Raymond Felton. God. Damn, there. That's that is that is the hate Olympics, people. Yeah, I encourage you to go to that game and just boo everybody. 2017 might be the season of hate because we've got Raymond Felton and Carmelo now on the same team, and then I cannot. And then you got and then you got an entire season of Nurkic Denver narratives. That um, is unbelievable. I cannot believe Raymond Felton is on the Thunder. I can't believe how perfect that is. The world works in mysterious ways. And, and it's it's just a, it's just great. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we we stayed on to and, and figured this out that the hate, Raymond Felton is on the Thunder. The, oh. ha- the hate Mwah. tornado is going to be. I encourage everybody uh, if you're in Seattle, come down, boo the Thunder. They stole your team. Join us, boo Felton. The entire Pacific Northwest united in hate. I'm crying right now. This is it's such you a. Know Vancouver Grizzlies, Vancouver fans. I don't know. You probably hate, you know, you just hate Americans probably. Just come on down. Get some, get your booze in, baby. Oh, man. There's going to be so much hate on that first game. I can't. I, 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 I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to now. Yeah. I have to. I have to get a credential for that game. It's going to be just so much hatred. I'm excited. Oh, all right. All right. The hate Olympics, baby. I know. I know what you don't hate. And that is the Lockdown Blazers podcast. So subscribe to that. Leave a review. Listen to Corbin's podcast. Take it or break it. NBA preview is happening right now. Bing, bing. And other sports as well are covered. So definitely check it out. One of my favorite podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Follow Corbin at Corbin A. Smith. Smith. Yeah, Corbina Smith. Corbina Smith. Uh, Follow me at Eric underscore Gunderson. Do it for follow my podcast and writing and all that. Excuse me. Uh, Unbelievable, Eric. I'm just all over the place. All right. Anyway, until next time, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, We'll catch you for some more as training camp gets underway starting tomorrow.